Studios. Feel the power on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Oh, the drama it is building in many aspects. Like, I don't know, Rowdy, what's happening this Sunday? NFC and AFC championship game. Correct the mundo. Good morning, by the way. Also, more drama building in the Green Bay Packers, as uh, it always is in the offseason. Now, obviously, the uh, playoffs are in full swing. Packers mm, didn't make the playoffs. But, Rowdy, there was, uh, b- believe it or not, we had breaking news on the show as we were ending yesterday. Breaking news uh, during the hours of 6 and 10 is very rare. Rare like Mr. Clean with hair. So the fact that we got some breaking news uh, near the end of the show was absolutely a, a, a gift from above. The football god shined upon us. Rowdy, what was that breaking news yesterday as the show was nearing its conclusion? That Nathaniel Hackett was heading to the Jets to be the OC. Correct the moon. Rowdy's on fire already this morning. He's two for two, folks. Rowdy, yes, Nathaniel Hackett has been uh, chosen by Robert Sala and the New York Jets staff. I wonder if Joe Namath, who once said uh, not too long ago that Aaron Rodgers can wear his number 12, I wonder if Joe Namath said he could kiss Susie Colber all he wanted to if Nathaniel Hackett uh, so choose to when he comes to New York or maybe wear his big fur coat. But yes, Nathaniel Hackett tabbed to be the OC for the New York Jets. And Many circles now, Nelly. A lot of reports out there saying that Aaron Rodgers, uh, this move with Nathaniel Hackett is to court Aaron Rodgers and get him to a trade to the New York Jets. What do you think when you hear that? <laughs> At this point, <laughs> I am I am content on either thing happening. It's like if they trade him, it can't just be for a second round pick because how mad are people going to be? Furious. Livid. If or they might be pumped though because they get rid of Aaron Rodgers. You know, I did see some of the reports, obviously, with all of the Jet people. Jets and Packers Twitter was going wild yesterday about proposing trades. Oh, yeah. If this, then this. What about this? What would you take mm. back and forth? You know, I thought it would be really funny as if all of a sudden Goody came, Jets, Packers, make a trade. Next thing you see on the ticker, Jordan Love being traded to the New York oh, Jets. Oh, that would be incredible, wouldn't it? Nathaniel <laughs> Hackett gets his quarterback, Jordan Love. People would lose their minds. That would be absolutely hilarious. Yeah, uh, so Nathaniel Hackett, you know what, uh, he was the OC for a while with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. People kind of forget that. And then he came and was the OC for the Green Bay Packers. And then it was the failed experiment out in Denver. Uh, they got, well, I mean, the Denver Broncos, wh- what did they do last year, Rowdy? Why did, why did the Denver Broncos hire Nathaniel Hackett last year as their head coach? First year head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. Well, the rumors were to lure Aaron Rodgers for a potential trade with Denver. I think Mark Schlereth was uh, sold on it too, wasn't he, last year? Yeah, then then there were <laughs> there was the smaller secondary faction saying, what if Nathaniel Hackett was actually more interested in Jordan Love? Ah, I do remember that. That was a juicy That was a very little, small faction. That was a juicy little nugget we had for like what, fifteen minutes, I think, one day. Yes. And then obviously Rogers didn't go to Denver. And Denver got Russell Wilson. And Nathaniel Hackett did he even make it half the year? I think Denver regrets all offseason moves made oh. between their quarterback and head coach. Yeah, Denver is in the pit of despair now. 
Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, though, was fired, God, halfway through the year. He looked terrible. Uh, Russell Wilson was awful. In fact, that you know, Russell Wilson had more bathrooms in his new Denver mansion than he had touchdown passes, like, Seventy five percent through the season, so uh, and Russell Wilson threw a birthday party and like only like a third of the guys showed up. Uh, I don't even know if Nathaniel Hackett was there, but then Nathaniel Hackett was fired because if you don't have a fall guy, you are the fall guy. Nathaniel Hackett, see ya. But now, I mean, what's the what's the vibe on the Jets, Rowdy? The Jets, what they jumped out at seven and four, a promising start. Hell, they beat the Green Bay Packers. What's what's a worse trade as of right now? You have the Denver Broncos who gave up Noah Fant, a starting serviceable NFL tight end, mm-hmm. Drew Locke, currently maybe at best an average backup quarterback. It was better for the Broncos than Russell Wilson. A D-end Shelby Harris, and a first and second round pick in 2022, and a first and second round pick in 2023, Oof. and also a fifth round pick in 2022. Oof. Or... The 49ers giving up three first-round picks for to draft Trey Lance. Man. Cause, well, the Niners are actually having success right now, right? But think of all the success they could have had if they continued to have their first-round draft yeah. pick. I would say just recency bias because, you know, the Niners are in the conference championship game and they haven't really been affected too hard by that. And the Russ and, and well, Russell also, and the Broncos are, like, they're a laughing stock. You have to remember what each team was trading for. Trey Lance was an unknown coming out of FCS. Yeah. Denver was trading for a nine-time Pro Bowler. And Denver's on the line of Russell Wilson's contract, which is, what, 300 and it's something absurd. It's a ton of money. And what's Trey Lance, a rookie deal? He's on a rookie deal. I would say the Broncos. <laughs> Just because of the money and where the Niners are compared to where the Broncos are. Niners are a game away from the Super Bowl, and the Broncos are on their couch watching it. So I guess on the positive side, Packers trading up slightly in the first round to take Jordan Love doesn't look quite as bad. No, I mean, yeah. You look around, every someone else is always going to make some boneheaded play eventually. So Nathaniel, ha- well, okay, how about the Jets, Rowdy? I mean, they went and got Zach Wilson. He's terrible. Like, he sucks. Yeah, Zach Wilson had, like, one solid season in college football, and that was at, well, obviously it was at BYU, but it was when BYU played a pretty soft schedule, and in all of the games in which BYU played, like, decent power or power five Division one teams, he looked Terrible. Above average. He sucks, dude. Not He's... as great as he would against, you know, like a UNLV. Yeah. But where he stole the show was at the Combine when he was in shorts and a shirt. The underwear Olympics. You know, running to his right, chucking it back left. 60 yards down the field because he's got a big arm. Someone's mom must have been there. He was trying to impress or something. I'm trying to figure that out. I mean, Jets did jump out to what, a, a seven and four start uh, to this campaign after losing six straight to end the year and missed the playoffs. Uh, the team ranked 29th in the league in points per game at 17.4 and 25th in yards per game, uh, 318.2 yards uh, a game. So uh, they stuck. Who, and then Mike, it was Mike White, right? He was like the hope. And then what, he broke his ribs. Did we ever see Mike White again the rest of the year? It was like, yeah, he came back. And it was bad? No, it was he hurt his ribs again. Yeah, oh, yeah, and then they wouldn't clear him. So... You look at this Jets team. Are they a quarterback away? <laughs> I think Mike White had five broken ribs. And he was trying so hard to play, if I remember correctly. And all of the New York Jets faithful were like, please, God, let those ribs heal. Put Zach Wilson as far away from this team as humanly possible. Well, Zach Wilson did get 
his time in the sun once Mike White went down. But then, you know, who else got in there? Joe, Joe Flacco. Flacco. Didn't Joe Flacco start the year? He did. Yeah, and he was really good. That's well, because he was good. Zach Wilson was hurt. Yeah, and Joe Flacco, if I remember correctly, he was up there. It was like Joe Flacco, Geno Smith. Yeah, Joe Flacco played in the first, like, two or three games. And he wasn't bad. I mean, you know. People weren't questioning if he was elite. No, no. Old savvy vet, right? Super Bowl winner. Zach Wilson's awful. I would understand why. So Robert Sala was on the podium, and he was uh, talking about, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, let's see here. Robert Sala, on if, it was, uh, on if it was in the back of his head about Nathaniel Hackett's connections to any certain quarterbacks, he said, no. He wanted someone who has an ability to develop guys who has done it before and work with a variety of different quarterbacks. Who has Nathaniel Hackett developed? Yeah, Mike White ended up sitting out two games, coming back, playing one, and then sitting out the last game. Yeah, with those ribs. Zach Wilson. <laughs> He's Zach Wilson. Remember how pumped that team was for him in the offseason? Yes. Remember That, that uh, faded quickly. Remember Zach Wilson and Packers, uh, Packers and Jets had a uh, joint practices, and Zach Wilson was fawning all over Aaron Rodgers. Was that his rookie year? Yeah. Um. That went from the team being, remember they went on like a golf team, like golf trip. Yeah. And the team was so pumped coming into this year, Zach Wilson, blah, blah, blah. Man, that ended quickly. I watched the the Jets play. I believe it was the Bills and Zach Wilson was playing quarterback. It was when Mike White was hurt. Uh, He looked so bad. He missed so many receivers and just had such incompetent play. Elijah Mitchell and Garrett Wilson were literally dogging him on the field. Yes. And like, then they take Twitter too. You could see them visibly screaming at him when they would be wide open. Just for an example, Garrett Wilson say he ran like a 15 yard deep post wide open and he misses him by like five feet. It's terrible. Like if you can't make that throw, he's terrible. He's awful. I understand why. I mean, when's the last time the Jets had a good quarterback? Well, that's the thing. It's not like Zach Wilson can't make that throw. Yeah. Clearly, it's in his head. When's the last time the Jets had a Brett Favre? And I mean, at the end of Brett Favre? Well, Brett, Brett Favre, Favre. then wanted to have like amazing two seasons with the Vikings. Are you going to count Mark Sanchez that took him to back-to-back AFC championship games? Mr. Butt Fumble? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, no, but yes, I guess. Like who? Brett Favre was there for one year and he got dinged up. They were um, they were about going to make the playoffs. And he Chad got hurt. Pennington, Chad, and that was before Favre, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the Jets have been looking for a quarterback. And listen, I know Broadway Joe won a court. What was nineteen seventy one? Let's be honest. But the he's Jets, no, the, the Jets, Jets have been looking for a quarterback since Brooke Bollinger hung it up. <laughs> hey, look at this for uh, uh, Zach Wilson. Here's Zach Wilson through twenty two career starts, and he's compared uh, compared to. Jamarcus Russell. Check this out. Zach Wilson through 22 starts. He's got an 8 and 14 record. Jamarcus Russell, 7 and 15. Through 22 starts, Zach Wilson's passer rating, 70.9. Jamarcus Russell's, 70.8. Man, I just looked up some of the Jets' former quarterbacks. It has been a crapshoot. Through 22 career starts, Zach Wilson, 15 pass touchdowns. Jamarcus Russell, 16. And then finally, the other stat. Yards and attempts, yards per attempt, 6.44 for Zach Wilson, 6.34 for Jamarcus Russell. They're almost identical stats through 22 career starts, Zach Wilson and Jamarcus Russell. 
One studied the playbook, allegedly. One did never did. One drank lean. One drank uh, some some mother's milk. Rowdy, did you find the collection of quarterbacks? Found a, yeah, found a few more. Lay it it is us. pretty tough. Lay it on us. Well, Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. We already know about the Sanchez. Yep. Kellen Clemens. <laughs> that's tough. Greg McElroy, remember Al, former Alabama quarterback? These are some names, dude. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. They already have Joe Flacco listed here. Josh McCown. Oh, yeah, McCown. Geno Smith. Yep. <laughs> he got, that's where he got laid out by his own teammate. You'll like this one. Tim Tebow. Mm. Timothy was on the Jets. I don't remember that. Brooks Bollinger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't remember Tim Tebow being on the Jets? No. It was after Denver. I don't. It was when... Uh, they traded him to the Jets, and it was him and Sanchez. And I don't. Uh, maybe my mind blocked this out. I don't. Rex remember Ryan would use him as like the full time running quarterback and or like a running back. Did he like barely get in? I don't. No, remember. He, I literally he, don't remember this. No, he played. I literally don't remember this. They used him more as like the strictly just straight up run the football running back. It was like it was like the Taysom Hill before so Taysom Hill. I googled Tim Tebow Jets. The first article: Why Tim Tebow experiment with New York Jets fail miserably. <laughs> That's the first article. Because then after he was let go by the Jets, it's when he got signed by the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick for one preseason. I remember I remember the New England preseason, but I don't remember the Jets experiment. Whatever. It's fine. Mike Vick? Oh, yeah. Brooks Bollinger? Yep. Mark Brunel? Mark Brunel, oh, yeah. Jay Fiedler? Oh, there's a name. <laughs> there's a name. There's not a whole lot of good ones. No. Uh, I would understand Who, why. Would you believe me if I told you... Josh Johnson? I would believe anything at this point because I don't even remember. He's Tim a guy Tebow. that's been on like 15 teams. Uh, Mc- How many teams have McCown? Patrick Ramsey. <laughs> Former Redskin quarterback. Patrick Ramsey. Look at him in all his glory. Yeah, not very good. No. Basically, I, the next. We could have just summed it up by saying they all one year of Brett Favre. Maybe some Vinny Testaverde in there, Chad Pennington. If you want to count Mark Sanchez, who's Mr. I mean, game manager of game managers with one of the better defenses. But yeah, pretty much it's Joe Namath. I mean, the last time the last time that their quarterback was anything. I believe uh, everything that anyone else has watched uh, Chad play uh, impresses me. The same thing impresses them. What does it mean to you now when the team is struggling? I want to kiss you. I couldn't <laughs> care less about the team struggling. I want to kiss you. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Huge compliment. Yeah. This sounds like Charlie. He's <laughs> probably boozed out of his mind. He's struggling. I want to kiss you. There it is. That's the last time the Jets had a... Hey, by the way, <laughs> Chad Bennington played for the Jets from 2000 to 2007. Yeah. I think Joe Namath still looks the exact same as he did somewhere in that timeline. Oh, totally, dude. I mean, Doesn't the, he look like he's like 75 years old the last two decades? Yeah, he's uh, he's permanently 75. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's saying, Aaron Rodgers, you can have my number 12. Just don't kiss Susie. That's for me. And Nathaniel Hackett, you can have my fur coat since you're now the OC. That oh, yeah. Hilarious. By the way, keep this, keep this feather in your hat because I know you like uh, the Brett Lorenzo far of Aaron Charles Rodgers. Oh, yeah. James Chadwick Pennington. Chadwick. Oh, James Chadwick. J- James Chadwick Pennington. Does that not sound like a guy who wears Lacoste and like pops his collars up and says, "My dad's gonna sue you if you like cross him the wrong way"? 
James Chadwick Pennington, folks. Yes. Yes, lovey. That's what a that's a power power name. The squeaky wheel checked in here uh, about Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, we were going down a list of when's the last time this certain organization had a good quarterback. Uh, the one, you know, their one claim to fame. Now when the team is struggling. I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. I want to kiss you. Thanks, Joe. I'm yeah. That's the last time like you can really hang your hat on a, a something Jets related, Rowdy. Thanks, Thanks, Joe. Get away from me, you creep. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sounds like Charlie. But yeah, Joe Namath. I mean, like, there are certain organizations, the Jets, like for Broadway Joe, who have been devoid of anything talent in the quarterback position for a long time. And there might be little glimpsing, uh, fleeting glimpses of flash, if you will. Outside of that, though, it's been pretty tough sledding for a lot of organizations who would kill to have the end, the back end, the back nine, the back heading to the clubhouse of an Aaron Rodgers career. Like they would kill to have it. And what did the Jets do yesterday? They went and got Aaron Rodgers' best buddy or former best buddy, Nathaniel Hackett, um, and said, how about you be our OC? Uh, I know it didn't really work out in Denver, but, man, you actually had a, a decent stop in Jacksonville, and then you had a really good stop in Green Bay before you you know hit the, the brakes in Denver. I It is a ploy to get Aaron Rodgers, I think. <laughs> well, if it is... I mean, it worked really well in Denver the year before. Right. It's like, did you not watch what happened there? It Obviously, it didn't work in Denver. Now, that team was not very good. Russell Wilson was not very good. The defense was pretty good. good. But Nathaniel Ackett has nothing to do with the defense. No. Now, I could see where they're trying to use that. But also, it's kind of like what you just said. This is what I've been thinking lately with all of the Rodgers-Jets hysteria. It's like we as Packer fans, my entire life, all I've known is Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, it was some of the worst years ever watching football. It was when Aaron Rodgers hurt, got hurt and you had Seneca Wallace. You had Matt Matt Flynn. Flynn. You had Scott Tolzien. You had insert some journeyman. Callahan. Yeah. Insert some journey. Brett Hudley. Oh, it was a bunch of guys. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. That were clearly backups. Like Matt Flynn is probably the only one that you could argue could have had a, a time in the sun yeah. and be a starter somewhere for a small amount of time. And then time. who did he get beat up by? Russell Wilson. And then he also went to Oakland. Who did he get beat up beat by? Out by McGloin yeah. and uh, eventually Terrell Pryor. Yeah. But regardless, he could have had his time in the sun in a particular situation, like a, you know, a bottom five or six team in the league. Mm -hmm. Other than that, though, all those guys were clear cut backups or worse, like third string. Mm -hmm. And they were awful. Terrible. And you saw in some of those years how bad the roster was without Aaron Rodgers. I, I just sit here and imagine being in such a spoiled spot where all you know is that, hey, we went from one Hall of Famer after 15-ish years to another Hall of Famer for 15-ish years. We're easily going to pull another Hall of Famer for 15 years. <laughs> it doesn't really happen. It, it like doesn't. That. Look at all the organizations around that just desperately need something. Well, I mean, like the Jets. 
if you want to talk about an organization that pulled three pretty darn good quarterbacks back to back to back, you look at San Francisco. They had Joe Montana. Mm -hmm. They had Steve Young. And if we got this type of caliber player from Jordan Love and it was only for like six years, I would take it. Do you sure. remember Jeff Garcia? He was, yeah. He was pretty good. He was pretty good football player. And a hot wife. I mean, if you're San Francisco, could you ask for a much better back-to-back-to-back than that? No. I, I honestly don't know off the top of my head any better situation than that one. Man, Lisa Garcia. Buddy. I no, think she yeah. was a former playboy. Yeah. But anyways, it's like that's about as good as it gets. Do you really expect Jordan Love to be another Hall of Famer? I mean, no. The odds would say no. I mean, the lightning striking twice is crazy enough, isn't it? It's lightning striking three but, times? Yeah. But think about how hard it is to find such quality quarterbacking when you're talking about an Aaron Rodgers who just turned 39. He had a broken thumb all year. And the Jets, ribs, ribs. the Jets are willing to throw in some of these, and, and we're talking about not not exactly the Jets front office, but fans, because you see it all on Twitter. Oh, yeah, that's how, yeah. Jets fans willing to throw out two first round picks and a player to get Aaron Rodgers at age thirty nine. They're desperate when he's really only guaranteed to play one more year. They're desperate. Dude. I mean, remember when the Jets got Brett Favre? They were all I mean, they thought Super Bowl incoming. And Favre was crushing it until he got hurt. If you see how some of these fan bases are willing to throw away, and now again, it's not the front office. We don't know what they're thinking. But when fan bases are willing to throw away multiple picks for a quarterback, that'll turn 40 in the next year. Oh, yeah. Because, and and he's coming off of a bad year where he was injured. Oh, they would throw anything for Rodgers. I saw people on, I got a couple Jets, believe it or not, Jets fans that are some friends of mine. They're like, please, Rodgers, come save us. Come save us, please. But that's where we don't realize what position we're actually in because we, and I, when I say we, I should say a faction of Green Bay Packer fans were already ready to push him out the door midseason. Oh, they're ready to pack, help him pack his bags right now. I, I understand. I, uh. I know. and the, But yet, you don't understand how willing other fan bases are to trade for a guy like that. And he's, again, he's coming off of a bad season yeah. with an injured thumb. Now, I mean, that's, again, I mean, Rodgers doesn't have a no trade clause in his contract, but you got to, with everything the Packers have done for Rodgers, you got to imagine they're talking to him, if there is a trade, that he will be in talks with, you know, Goody and et cetera. I know they have final say, but you with every concession they've given Rodgers, he will be in the conversation. Do you him. think the fans that are, that were like trade Rogers now, now, now I want him out. Those, that faction of fans that popped up in the middle of the season that are still there now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that if I got the right deal, I, I could pull a, a trade for Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Two first round picks. The right deal. I'd have to see, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not unrealistic. Now, am I actively looking to trade Aaron Rodgers? No, probably not. But I also fall into the camp where I think Jordan Love is probably the maybe the twentieth best quarterback. Hey, Ted, I don't I don't have him in a top the 10, million dollar man. 15. Ted DiBiase said, "Rowdy, everyone has a price." Exactly. There are some prices that I don't think are realistic that you could potentially be offered yeah. and be like, "I can't turn this down." Yeah. But at the same time, you got to be looking it, for the future. Too. You ha- but at some point, is also, there really a future here? But also the here and now. Is is there a, 
is there a future here or is Aaron Rodgers your future? If Aaron Rodgers could give you three more years, you could 100% wait and draft another quarterback. Yeah. And you, Brian Gutekunst would just have to eat a little crow and be like, well, like, the love wasn't the guy. But he so. keeps his job. Yeah, totally. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> would, you, would you rather eat some crow just a little bit and have a, a better winner and keep your job or, you know, I would, take a big L and lose your job and who knows what happens after. I would put a bib, get my fork and knife and eat a little crow and enjoy it. Dude, what happened to the actually like the drums sounding good instead of some like Pro Tools nonsense or they just a thin bass? Synthesize everything else. It's, it's all computer made. Yeah. made. Bring me back to the analog days, recording on well, you know tape and I don't, analog tape. I don't have the greatest singing voice. You can tell by when we do music trivia, and I have to occasionally sing yeah. the song. Yeah, like it's it's all like. Yeah. It's all auto-tune nonsense. Auto-tune. You know, like, it, nobody has to play an instrument anymore. They, there's no auto-tune here, we're baby. All special now. No auto-tune here. RJ definitely could have been T-Pain. <laughs> I love me some Tallahassee pain. Uh, speaking of Tallahassee, I mean T-Pain, come on, baby. Our own D-Pain. Does that fly? Our guy Dave Essler, E-Pain? The E-Pain? Our dirty white boy, Dave Essler, in the house, pregame.com. Dave, what's up, dude? Hey, I'm doing awesome. How are you guys doing today? I was doing really good, but now that you're on, Dave, I'm like I'm reborn again. The dirty white boy, love it. It's special. <laughs> I'm just basking in the glory that is the San Francisco 49ers who defeated the Dallas Cowboys last week. Yeah, yeah. Give, give it up, <laughs> uh, Dave. Hey, dude, you can only cash your ticket once. Dave, you've known Rowdy long enough to know this. He literally will never give anything up. I know, but, <laughs> uh, you know Dave. I guarantee I, I, you I, that yeah. that makes two of us. It'll be decades from now, and Rowdy will look me in the eyes and say, eh, "Remember when I took the Niners over the Cowboys?" Like, oh god, dude. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, Dave. Dave, what, what are we thinking, man? Let's just dive right into it, my man. What are we thinking as the NFL is uh, dwindling? But man, it's getting bigger and bigger. Niners, Eagles. Let's get right to it. I see two and a half wow. to the birds at home. Yeah, I mean, everybody likes San Francisco. I mean, everybody likes everybody except Rowdy likes the uh, Eagles. Um, I kind of I kind of lean San Francisco. You know, it's the whole thing. I think San Francisco has a little more talent, except maybe a quarterback. But I would kind of trust Shanahan to keep Purdy out of trouble. But what I really like there is the under because I mean, you got the, two, the um, San Francisco's number one defense in the NFL, and and Philadelphia is not far behind, and they're both healthy and. You know, defense usually trumps in, in these bigger games. And and to add to that, I mean, I, I don't, you know, Shanahan doesn't want to shoot out. I mean, as much talent as they have, he doesn't want to shoot out. I mean, let's face it. So I don't, I don't, uh, I don't see that game being a very high scoring. So I have bet the under. Oh. Um, and I, I'm inclined to agree. I'm inclined to agree with Rowdy. I mean, the 49ers got a little bit of a break weather wise. It's not going to be, not going to be as, as, cold and windy and snowy as maybe Wisconsin or it could be yeah, in Philadelphia this time of year. So, yeah, I like the under in that game more than more than the side. 
Okay. All right, Dave. Uh, have you ever heard that the life's too short to bet the under? Or you're like, well, my bank account disagrees. Like, have you heard that before? No, you know, I, I like betting unders better because as opposed to overs, if you're betting an under, at at some point in time, you're always winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you're never going to not be cashing that ticket. Rowdy's been doing um, a lot of unders in college basketball lately in cashing. It's been awesome. He, yeah, he, I mean, he, he, Rowdy yeah. has never he, been a bigger a fan of Mason conventions until as of late. Yeah. Brick after brick, he, man. Uh, He's undefeated in college basketball. Never lost. Yeah, yeah. We did have a caller call in and say he turned on one of the games that we had the under in just because it was a game that we gave out. Said it was some of the worst basketball he'd ever seen. And that was exactly what we were looking for on the under, though. But Rowdy was exactly. like, but Rowdy's like yeah. it was the most beautiful basketball I'd ever seen. <laughs> yeah, they, don't, they, don't, they don't ask how, only how many. I've never seen money in your pocket look bad, you know, Dave? It always looks pretty, you know? Have you, have you ever looked at money and be like, man, you're ugly? Uh, no, but I don't get to keep it very long because <laughs> well, you're married. I, I'm married. Exactly. <laughs> you get it, Dave. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, yeah, I, do. Yeah. My man. I do. I do. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I, we know you said it, Dave. How many years ago did you say I do? What, what do you got? How many you got under your belt now? Well, how many? I do three, two and a half. <laughs> I mean, with your, with your, how many years? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah two, two and a half. My man, Dave. My man, Dave Esler. All right, uh, Dave, uh, then 5.30 on CBS. This is a, a doozy. So uh, I don't think Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. Rowdy, do you think Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I've seen some things where he's running around just fine. Have you? If it's high, it's about the weakest high ankle sprain I've ever seen. And if it is high, he's probably high on tour at all because that, he seems not to be limited. Chiefs, though, favored by now one. Over Joe Cool and the Bengals. What are we thinking? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny how that line moved. And, you know, I talked to Rowdy yesterday about this. Like three days ago, the Bengals were minus two and a half. And then out came the, uh, you know, Mahomes' ankle isn't that bad, Andy Reid had said. And so the line went to like two or one and a half. And then the line, and the next day, um, he's going to be full practice. And the line went to a pick him. And the next day, the, the ESPN says, well, he was a, he was running around in practice like nothing was wrong. So now the Chiefs are favored. So, you know, at somewhere, at some point in time, that's all, some of that has to be BS. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist like Rowdy. You're a conspiracy so, realist. I get it. Yeah. I mean, you know, he has to have some sort of issue and, you know, some people I even heard say he wasn't going to play. And I'm like, come on. I mean, you know, he finished last game on a, on a, on a, on a, on a bad note physically, mm. he's not going to not play. You know, he could not play and be limited, but, you know, apparently he's not going to be. So, I, you know, not knowing for sure, I wouldn't bet the side in that game. I Ooh. mean, you know, I, I honestly wouldn't. I mean, you know, if he's healthy, are the Bengals going to beat him four in a row? I don't know. Um, I tend to lean Bengals just because uh, they seem to be playing better football at the moment. Yeah, but that that's a game. I also think the value is in the total. I mean, this is the first time I think in 27 years that both championship games have had spreads less than three. Really? And, you know, so they're you know they're kind of both coin flip games, if you will. At least when they start, they will be. And yeah. but I kind of I kind of lean Bengals. I just think they're playing better football uh, than Kansas City. Um, 
But I truly, actually, that's a game I like the total better too. I like the over. Oh, David. Yeah, I don't normally like overs in championship games, but, you know, I think the way they play this game, I mean, that always matters, you know. And I don't think these both teams know each other. They've played so often in the last year. uh, And there's, you know, no reason to come out and sort of play possum and, well, you know, let's run this and let's do this screen. Let's see what they do. I mean, I think both teams are going to go for the jugular because they know it's not going to be a 13 to 10 game. So I was able to bet that at 46 and a half, maybe 47. I don't remember, but certainly after I, I sent it out to my clients, it went to 48. So we're moving lines again. Well, obviously, Dave, you're one of the best in the business, not the best. That's why we love having you on, man. You are an official line mover on a show called Over the Line, and we're habitual line steppers. It just, it just works took, perfectly. And I, and I took the over, so most of your customers, your listeners, whatever, should be should be doubling up on that one. Our line steppers here. Love it, David. Yes. Hey, Dave, are yeah. you the reason why Rowdy's been dabbling into a lot of golf bets now? I mean, he, he got Max Homa, and Homa is crushing right now for uh, Rowdy in his bet. Are, are you the influence on Rowdy here in golf? You know, I should probably take the fifth. Um. I don't know. I, I You're sent the him all of my trust. notes. You're in the circle of trust. I sent him all, I sent him all my notes and I, I did have I did have Max on there somewhere, but you know, if he said he did it, then he did it. Oh he did it. <laughs> I have the receipts, Dave. He said it on air, it's recorded. He did it. How's it feel around here? Max Holma. Fourth. No, right? he did send me his notes. I said, This is who I like this week and I sent him I think three different ones. Then he did send me his notes. But they were incomplete. Oh, oh, oh come on! That was a, that was about as, as thorough of a deep dive on on head to heads, top twenties, and winners and whatnot as you can do. That's hilarious. Hey, Dave. Uh, Actually, I think he had home on there as a winner, and I just played the safe one and took a top twenty. Yeah. Well, Dave, I know you're you're like a big brain and golf gambling too. How's that been going for you, man? Crushing. For, um, for it's okay. I mean, you know, it's kind of like like. Any other sport, you know, they kind of just started this season, so I don't have a lot of history and stats and who's in good form right now and who's not. But, you know, every week it's gotten a little better. The first week was kind of like, well, I didn't see that coming. Last week was, you know, well, most of the guys I liked, at least they all made the cut. And uh, this week it seems to be going fairly well so far, but... Hey. Things happen, you know. Pick sixes happen late and, and cost things to happen in golf just as well as they do in football. Now, I don't know if you have a, a strong opinion on this or not, but uh, on a golf side of things, if Patrick Reed were to fight Rory McIlroy, who would you take in the fight? Oh, Rory McIlroy. Really? He's yeah. a big workout guy. He's this generation's um, Gary player. I feel like Patty Reed's got a lot of pent up aggression. He'd take yeah. it out. He's just a fatty whose wife runs. His life. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, just, I don't, aggression. you know, here's. His his body mass index is 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 over the limit for me. Uh, hey, as a guy with a high BMI, those does. are very deceiving. They are. Yeah, well, I think Patty. I think Patty Reed's, or uh, I think he's a powder keg ready to blow yeah, up. You have a different body build than uh, Patrick Reed as well. I think even when I was in the most fit shape ever, I was still like almost overweight. Yeah, it's still considered obese on the BMI scale. So remember that. That is an inaccurate analytical. Stat. It's science. You can't disagree with it. Hey, Dave. All, all stats matter. <laughs> hey, Dave. Dave. One more. Uh, it's not really off the beaten path, but it, you are a, a betting man. Obviously, the best to ever do it, and probably ever will do it. If you were to uh, lay something down, Aaron Rodgers comes back a Packer, 
traded or retires? Oh boy! Well, retires isn't going to happen. So let's do this process of elimination. Throw that out. Throw that out. That's out. Jets. Um, J e t s. Jets. 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 I don't know. You know, they don't have. It's possible. I'm going to go with traded. Oh. Um, You know, I mean, they went through that bullshit last year. I don't think they're going to do it again this year. I, I just don't think they want that distraction. I mean, at some point in time, they have to either uh, let Jordan Love have a go at it or get rid of him. Um, so I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that he goes somewhere. Hmm. Traded. What, what, what do you guys think? I man, I teeter back and forth between traded and comes back a Packer. I think it ultimately just falls on what they believe they have in Jordan Love. If they think he's actually middle of the road, I think they trade Rodgers. If not, where I fall in kind of the if not camp where he's not a top half quarterback, I think they keep Rodgers. If he becomes a Jet, Dave, I will like lose my mind because the Matrix is guaranteed glitching because it's like Brett Favre all over again. That's true. Very true. I hadn't thought about that. Hopefully there's no um, prop picks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Kirk Cousins' contract is up after next year, so maybe he sneaks back to Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, you know, having going to go into one of your division rivals would be cool, wouldn't it? It's not like it ever happened before. I mean, I hated Brett Favre when he was a Viking, <laughs> but I I forgave Brett Favre when he threw the interception against the Saints as a Viking in the NFC Championship game. I forgave him right then and there, Dave. So. Funny, funny how those things ever happen and working it out. I know, right? It's funny. Dave, you golfing today? No, it's too cold. Was it like 58 degrees? No, not even. If um, I think it's 45 right now. <laughs> If Tom Brady makes his way back to Foxborough, yay or nay? Back to being a Brady fan? Back to being a Brady fan? No, I would like it. I would like it for the swan song because if he does, I think Edelman would come out of retirement and Gronk would play, but I'm not sure. Edelman's already said the only place he'd go back to is New England. Um, Just for you, if it happens, I'll send you a Brady card in the mail. Fair enough, but I I don't think it's going to happen. I think his ego is too big to... Acquiesce. Oh, acquiesce. Word of the day. Hey, Dave. Uh, by the way, it's forty-five degrees. You want golf? I was I was grilling last night in shorts and a t-shirt. It was seventeen degrees. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you turn you turn your balls. I mean, nothing you do surprises me. Yeah, that's a good point. Feels good though, Dave. I was trying right. to turn right in the parking lot and started sliding left. <laughs> <laughs> and and Rowdy going left on anything is very rare, Dave. Hey, Dave, we love you, buddy. Yeah. All right, you guys have a great weekend. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is playing. What'd that do to the line? The dude doesn't have a high ankle sprain. What the hell happened here? Were we getting misinformation? Are they throwing seven different kinds of smoke out here to mess with the Joe Cool and the Bengals? So when this game opened up, it opened up at some of the big books like in Vegas at three. And it was up there for like less than 10 minutes. And then it was at two and a half for like less than 30 minutes. It basically, for anybody around here or that plays offshore, the best shot that you had was getting the Bengals at plus one and a half because that's what it moved to almost instantly uh-huh. after it opened three, then to two and a half, and then down to one and a half. And then obviously with the the Patrick Mahomes news about his ankle and, you know, there were rumors coming out that he couldn't even walk and it was so swollen. And this was like on the Monday. That line had went from the Bengals being one and a half point underdogs all the way to Bengals being favored as far as two and a half point favorites. Jesus. Now we see the videos of Patrick Mahomes being out and about. We see him doing the warmups. We see him 
giving handoffs and throwing passes. Mm-hmm. That line has now creeped back to where it was after the Mahomes injury the week before. It, it is now Chiefs are favored by a point and a half. So, so essentially, after all of the the money that came in on the game right away when it opened, it hasn't. It's right back to where it was. Yeah, I don't know how either Patrick Mahomes like never had the high ankle sprain and it was smoke screens, or the dude's got like the fountain of youth, or he, he found like a treasure trove of adrenochrome and it like sparked him back to health. I think it's one of two things. He either has like a slight high ankle sprain, or he has just a a bad lower ankle sprain because I'm telling you from experience that dude does not have a bad high ankle sprain. Well, Mac Jones, when we were talking about this, <laughs> Mac Jones was carried off the field. Yeah, Mac Jones was carried off the field. And he was out for like three, four weeks. Yeah. And when I got mine, I literally had to get helped off. Couldn't put any weight on it. It was like hopping. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be healthy. I'm, I'm glad though. That Patrick Mahomes is healthy and well. Here's the healthy, other thing, quote unquote, and play. He's definitely he's definitely banged up. Like, there's no doubt about that. I don't think he was just faking a hopping on a foot, mm-hmm. but it's just how banged up is he? I don't think it's nearly as bad as what people were saying Sunday night or Monday. Yeah, no, totally. And I'm just glad that because I didn't want to hear the narrative, and I know you really didn't want to, Rowdy, because you were talking about this a lot. That if Mahomes wasn't playing, or if he was so hobbled out there that you know he's, he wouldn't be able to be the the Mahomes we know and love out there, that they would slight Joe Burrow because of it. Because if Joe Burrow were to beat Mahomes and the Chiefs, you got to supplant this guy as the best quarterback doing it right now. Well, and now all of a sudden, all the talk about Joe Burrow. If you watched, you know, all the the Foxes or the ESPNs or whatever you want, NFL networks. It's all, well, Joe Burrow, he can read everything at the line. He makes instant decisions, blah, blah, blah. I mean, Joe Burrow's pretty good himself throwing the football. He might not be top, tippy top 1% Patrick Mahomes throwing the football, but he's pretty talented himself. And yeah, I mean, for this guy, for this guy to go through on the road and make it to the Super Bowl two years in a row to beat the Chiefs two years in a row, also go through Josh Allen, who a lot of people held in higher esteem than him. That's pretty impressive. It's very impressive. And when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals moving forward, they're set up to be really, really freaking good for like two to three more years before they really have to start doling out a ton of cash to some of these guys like, I don't know, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Yeah. that I mean, they're in the, they're in their... They're prime right now to their window. They are currently the Green Bay Packers of like 2010. Sunday, we talked Bengals Chiefs a little bit. Patrick Mahomes not appearing to have a high ankle sprain. He's at practice doing it, bouncing around on his leg. Or it could be Jackson Mahomes doing the body double with a helmet on. If that's the case, please end him. The Bengals have to win just for one fact alone. So we don't have to be subjected to Brittany and Jackson Mahomes. Did right? you see their... Uh tiktok videos that were going viral during the game last weekend yeah i wanted to gouge my eyes out someone brought up a really 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 good point that they suck no no no. you know when you look at all those boxes with all the owners and the and like the players yeah normally they're like really full yeah oh there's no and they're like there's a ton of people in there because it's like pretty hard to get in there unless you're like an owner you know someone yeah. yeah or like your husband or brother is Patrick Mahomes. Or if you're an Uber Eats delivery And driver. when you have the opportunity to be in a suite like that, you're taking it. Oh, totally. Those you those TikTok videos 
where they're just sitting there yelling, being obnoxious. There's like three other people in this huge suite. And they're all the way to the other side, yeah. like not wanting to be by. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be by him either. If I was Patrick Mahomes, I'd be like, you guys, like, all right, it's football season. You're staying in this corner and not leaving the entire time. And it was like someone on the comments was like, have they basically just ostracized themselves As into like should. one particular suite where no one wants to be? They're the most nauseating I people would, in America. Dude, if, I, if I'm sitting in a suite watching a football game, do you really want two people that you would see as obnoxious just screaming all the time, videoing, no. TikToking? I don't want to shove them in a supply closet and never let them out. Uh, by the way, speaking of the Chiefs, Something that's not really annoying, you should uh, check out Gracie Hunt. She is the Chiefs heiress. Do you know who she is? Yeah, I do. <laughs> another bad. another thing that's annoying. There's someone you should get after, Rowdy. Sugar, yeah. Sugar Mama. Another thing that's really annoying are people that are at sporting events or at are at events that are more in tune with trying to get their social media video like than Mahomes. actually being there. Yeah. It's like, well, same as like at concerts. It's like you're literally at a concert. Why are you staring through your phone at the, like, it's your video sucks. <laughs> but yes, Rowdy. Oh, speaking of concerts, um, I forgot to do this yesterday. Does anyone want to go? It's tonight at the Sylvie. Uh, I have to transfer you the tickets. So I, I need to, you need the Ticketmaster app and an email address. If, if you want to go see Black, well, it's Anthrax is the closer. So it's Anthrax, Black Label Society. And Exodus is the uh, the opener. If you want to go see him, I have a pair of tickets. I can't use them. I would love to give them to someone that would like to go use them and see them. So if you if you can't, don't win them just to win them. I want them to be used. So if you want to go to the Sylvie tonight uh, and see Anthrax and Black Label Society, that's Zach Wilds man. Tweet at me at Ebo says, and I'll pick a winner like randomly. I don't I don't know how I'll do it. I'll just I'll. If you legitimately want and can go, tweet at me at Ebo says, and I'll uh, I'll pick a winner and I'll get your email address and I'll virtually send you the tickets. Anthrax, Black Label Society, Exodus, Sylvie tonight. All right, Roddy. Um, I can't go. My nieces are coming into town to spend the weekend with us, so I was going to go, but the wife gave me the stink eye. She's like, you're going to go see Anthrax and Black Label Society instead of hanging out with your nieces? Like, ah. All right, Rowdy. Niners-Eagles. You, what did Essler say? Everyone's leaning Eagles, but you? You're going 40? Yeah, I, I like mean, you've been Niners. on the Niners for a long I like time. the Niners. You've been on the Niners for a long time. Um, the Eagles... At home. I mean, they had the bye, obviously, and then they went and just totally trucked the Giants. Are the Eagles that good, or are the Giants just that bad, or somewhere in between? I think it's both, and obviously that's the easy answer. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's both because this Giants team has felt like a fraud pretty much all year, did it not? Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a, a decently high luck rating. At the, I believe they were in the top five for most of the season. I mean, they won a lot of games they probably shouldn't have. Brian Dayball's up for coach of the year for a reason. He took a very crappy Giants team and turned it into a playoff team. And there really wasn't a ton of adjustments or roster changes outside of a draft and every receiver being hurt or traded. Yeah. So you just go right through the Giants numbers. And Daniel Jones, in my opinion, looked good in like half a dozen games. But because he wasn't as bad as what Daniel Jones was before (laughs) and the Giants were winning, all of a sudden the media for like a week or two just blew up Daniel Jones and how great he was. Yeah. 
I wouldn't sign him if I was the Giants. No. I don't think he's that great. I think he's probably at the very best middle of the road if he's lucky. But anyways, back back to the Giants, I think they were frauds. And one of the big things coming into that Eagles game is that the Eagles have the very best pass defense in the NFL. The Giants stunk at passing the football. Daniel Jones struggled passing the football against good defenses. Yeah, he lit up Minnesota the week before. Minnesota's got the 30th ranked passing defense. <laughs> Everyone lights up Minnesota's passing defense. I mean, the Packers, if, the Packers lit him up. If, the, if he could, if Daniel Jones couldn't light up this Minnesota's passing defense, they might even want to start looking at Davis Webb. Yeah. Jesus now, Davis Webb, <laughs> he, get, he got a game at the yeah, end of the year yeah, against the Eagles. Yeah. But yeah, you knew he would be able to pass on Minnesota. And that's why I liked the Giants. We took the Giants on the razor's edge. They not only did they cover, they won the game. Minnesota themselves were big frauds. Mm -hmm. Now they played the Eagles, who are arguably one of the more complete teams in the NFL. When you look at how good their defense is, when you look at their offense, how well Jalen Hurts played. Now, I know they have question marks with Hurts' shoulder. I think a lot of people believe those were answered last week. But there were question marks going into that game. But if he was healthy... And when he was healthy at the beginning of the year when they played the Giants, they absolutely rolled the Giants. Totally. Giants couldn't pass against them. They they weren't good enough running the football to beat them. The Eagles offense is good. They have a lot of playmakers. Yeah. Uh, And I mean, what they did against the G-Men was, I mean, got to inspire you and make you, you know, roll it into the next game of being very confident. Like if the, if the Packers played the Giants 10 times in a season, I think the Packers win more than. Uh, oh yeah, they, they win the majority here. They should have won that damn game. I mean, it's just, <laughs> uh, and that's what that's the game. I mean, it's in London. Aaron Rodgers and the Hail Mary busts his thumb up there, and that's when Lafleur, Matthew Lafleur, Lafraud, Labum, Ladud, Lafluke, Laflounder, La Lafla, yeah, Laflower. I say that one. That's when he's like, you know what? We're not going to take the bye. After the London game, we're going to do it later in the season. And then after, you know, some weeks go by, Matt was like, yeah, I really effed up that one up. We dropped the ball there. Bringing a little dud. All right, Rowdy. Uh, well, it couldn't be any worse timed, especially with Rogers breaking his thumb that game. Yeah. And then not having the buy to get it looked at, you know, get it worked on. Mm-hmm. But having to continuously play game after game after game with the broken thumb, yeah. only to know that, hey, we don't have a bye week coming up next week or, you know, in a week or two where he can tough it out yeah. and we can really get this thing worked on. No, no, no. It was towards the end of the yeah. season. Hey, my coach decided to put it at the end instead of right after, I don't know, traveling to London and back. You think about that? Now, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. You never can bet on injuries or know when an injury is going to happen. Yeah. But hindsight being twenty twenty. He breaks his thumb. They have the bye week right after it, like most teams take. Mm-hmm. He gets a full week to get the the treatment and to get it, you know, wrapped up so where he can uh, knows what's best for it. Because remember, he was experimenting with all those wraps. Mm-hmm. I don't think you see the Packers dip into that losing streak like they did. Yeah. I'm one young Ben Kenny. Now, last week you came in here nervous, sweating bullets, very concerned about your Eagles against the G-Men to the point where I thought I was going to do like a wellness check. I knew we had a ladder out there before. I thought you were going to jump off of it last last Friday. 
You seem pretty chipper today. I feel great. And that stinks. Yeah? Because when I feel great, bad things happen. But boy, do I feel good. Uh, our gambler of the stars, Dave Essler, earlier this morning said just about everyone on the Eagles except that one individual. makes me feel horrible. That makes me feel better. Rowdy is on the Niners. Thank you for your service. Dave and I are on the Niners. <laughs> what do we All think, right. Ben? What do we think? We, what's the, how's it going to pan out? How's it going to play out here? Uh, listen, it's going to be close. It's, it's going to be a battle. The teams I think, are so I damn. think Dave took the under, too. Yeah. Teams are so good everywhere. So it's going to be a true who makes fewer mistakes, who can turn possession like red zone possessions into touchdowns and where does the momentum swing? So I, I don't expect it to be a cakewalk by any means. I think it's going to come down to the wire. I just, I, I feel positive vibes are vibes are great. Vibes are high. Vibes are good. Vibes are good. Vibes are high. All right, Ben. So what do we do? What's what's on the docket for uh, Sunday? What 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 does Ben Kenny do in a big game situation? Can he even sleep before it? Oh, I'll sleep. Well, I'll I'll go out and indulge myself on Saturday. Yeah, and and, and we'll see. I haven't decided where I'm going to watch. It's two o'clock on Sunday. I don't usually like to drink on Sunday. Do you have to drink when I you're will. watching, or do you have a problem? What what? Uh, I, I I like to not, so I can feel better on Monday. Yeah, generally. But if they lose, do you drink? No. If they win, do you drink? Well, I'll, I'll drink it during, and then we'll see. Oh, okay. What see where the game goes, man. I'm excited. It's going to be a great game. And what do you think happens in the other game? Well, let me ask. Okay, what's your prediction? Uh, birds, birds 22, Niners 14. <laughs> and the other game? Chiefs, eh. Bengals. I'll take the Bengals just for the vibes. Plus, I, I would rather face the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Rowdy? To be honest. Bang, Rowdy's got Bengals, too. I'm going. I'm going Bengals. America can't handle Brittany and Jackson Mahomes in the Super Bowl. We've gone through enough these last couple of years. Yeah, I'll take the Bengals, 27-24, and I will take the San Francisco 49ers, twenty seventeen. So there you go. Don't text me during the game with with things about the Niners because you want them to win. Well, even that if can't he, happen, even if he, on edge. even if he does, he won't. You won't respond. Also, I, most importantly, <laughs> let's not act like I text you all the time. No, farmers insurance <laughs> open. Yeah, ending tomorrow. That might be the marquee event of the weekend. But yeah, stop. No, it's it, it's going to be a great weekend of football. I do feel like we had the four most deserving teams, four of the best teams, no doubt, make it. So, at this point, it's a true like any of these teams could win the Super Bowl. So it's about who who does it. But who wants it more? Yeah. Who who's ready to who give it their all? The it's all about giving that inch. All right, oh. life's a game of inches. Who's gonna take that extra inch? Who wants it? More? Who wants it That's more? Like they all want it. <laughs> I know. I, I was laughing at that thing. So yes, of course. I, well, they're all in the championship conference championships. I think they all pretty much want it. So <laughs> you know what, boys? I'm gonna kick my feet up and relax. We made it to the uh, AFC NFC championship game. We're good. Let's just let's just coast now. Yeah, okay. I think that's how it works.